Ryan Datchett around the screen and looking to feed. He leaves the team in assists and scoring. Porzingis will take it. Rejected. Neely Kina. I'm sort of the rock star. People, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Dennis Smith. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. Man, we love China. We love no playing there. Oh, man, oh, man. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just hitting me right now. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Hey, it's Chris Wendelkin. Welcome back. This is On The Line. And you can show you can listen on the line, underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Email us any of your thoughts, questions, whatever. Onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. We really appreciate it. All right, guys, welcome back. Hope you're great. Hope you're enjoying the NBA season thus far. Uh, ben and I have a very fun, exciting show for you today. It's one that we have thought about, discussed, just kind of ruminated on for months and months, better part of a year, really. It's uh, it's the facial hair draft, folks. This is this is one that we have had circled on the calendar for a while. You're not going to want to miss it. Buckle the seatbelt, strap in. Uh, here it is, my draft with the one, the only Ben Craw. All right, on the line, uh, he's back. We are back for another uh, draft here on the line. Ben Craw, live from Philadelphia. How you doing, man? What's going on? Doing fantastic, Chris. Uh, so glad that the NBA season uh, is not uh, getting in the way or distracting us uh, <laughs> from the, from, from, from the our, real our real season, which is, of course, draft season. Draft season, baby. Which uh, uh, we used to think was, uh, you know, the summertime, the NBA offseason, but it turns out <laughs> Uh, in 2019, stop. draft season has kind of become a 12 month a year sport. Uh, right. would, would you would you agree with that, Chris? <laughs> That's right. I mean, let's really quickly say at the top here, Ben. This NBA season has been really something special. Mm. Um, just so many interesting narratives and storylines, and we don't want to, of course, take away from any of that stuff. You know, you have great teams like the Sixers and the Celtics and Heat. Uh, of course, the Raptors are playing well. You have uh, fun upstarts like the the Hornets, and everyone's waiting on you know teams like the Hawks to emerge. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the Orlando Magic, the Cleveland Cavaliers, sure. the New York Knicks. These are also NBA teams. And then on the other side of the ledger, Ben, you have the whole Western Conference. You know, oh, the West teams like the Lakers, who of course are uh, struggling to make the playoffs this year. Uh, anyone's yeah. guess if they can hang on to an eighth seed. I mean, they're they're floundering right now. Uh, you Kawhi. know, we're, we're all hoping that they can work it out. Yep, Kawhi and these Clippers, boy oh boy, are they off to a great start. So mm, fun, the toast seeing, of Los Angeles. Yeah, so fun seeing them take over Los Angeles. You have squads like the Jazz and the Rockets, of course, and everyone's favorite, those old reliable Spurs, those silver and gray Spurs. They just kind of are, you know, bland and gray, and and they and play the, the game the right way. They play the game oh, the yeah. right way. Uh, the Nuggets and the Mavericks, of course, those are teams in the Western Conference. 
And mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see if it's anyone's guess. Maybe Zion and the Pelicans can get back into it. Um, so it's 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 a, been, it's a wide open race this year. It's been such a fun season, Ben. We don't want to take away anything, of course. But in doing this draft, we don't want to. Uh, we of course don't want to take anything away from how exciting it's been. But uh, we have something very important to draft and discuss today, Ben, and that is um, NBA facial hair. That's right. We are drafting facial hair. Um, you know, we, we wouldn't uh, uh, allow ourselves to be distracted from actual basketball Hell unless no. it were something really important and really, really urgent for us to discuss. So, um, frankly, I can't believe it's taken us this long. I, I mean, which what number draft is this for us? Are we um, up to like... That's actually a good question. It's got to be like fifteen or twenty by yeah, now, right? Yeah, I would guess we're 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 getting towards probably our twentieth draft. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I will uh, look at that and count it up. Um, yeah, we are drafting facial hair today, Ben. Um, are you ready to jump into this here, my friend? As ready as I'll ever be. I've okay. got those butterflies going. Uh, you know, oh, I'm sweat. I'm sweating. Oh. I'm in a. I'm sitting in a pool of my own sweat oh. uh, and, and vomit and tears from sure. all my research. But um, I mean, I guess we got we got to we got to do it. All right, Ben. Well, you had the first overall selection in our numbers draft, so uh, damn it, that will mean I will be selecting our first bit of facial here, Ben. Facial wow! Hair, ben. Wow! Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess this is appropriate. This does sort of feel a little bit like like your. Your your real passion. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is this was an exciting one for me, but something tells me you're. This I will say, this man. Is, this is a different is, one for, for you. Um, yeah, this has been very personal. This has been a very personal journey. I should say that at the top here, it's been a very personal journey for me. It's interesting, man. Like we all have different uh, like metrics and approaches and ways we like evaluate facial hair. You know, different mm-hmm, ways mm-hmm. we evaluate these drafts. Um, every theme, every NBA topic we draft has like a different set of criteria. But this one, man, this, it seems, I mean, it might seem kind of obvious, but just to like reiterate, as I approach this facial hair draft, like the overriding thing, the biggest consideration for me was just simply like, how does this bit of facial hair make me feel? Mm, mm -hmm. Does, Does it bring me joy? Does it bring me fear? Does it make me curious? Does it make me? Does it? Does it make me cower? Does it make me push away? Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole range, the whole gamut of emotions. All the emotions. Everything's on the table all, when it comes to facial hair. All the emotions. They're there. Sadness, delight, surprise, yep. Yep. N- nostalgia. That's right. Uh, you know, whimsy, uh, disgust, everything. <laughs> all the things that you're capable of feeling. Yeah. So um, that was basically my my biggest like, but my biggest deciding factor as I mm. went about this draft. Mm-hmm. So, wow, here we are, Ben, with my first overall selection. We are in round one here. This is the first overall pick. Team CW takes uh, in the facial hair draft with the first overall pick. I am very proud to select Ben. The one, the only, the coach, Mike Woodson. Wow. Yeah. Woodson goes one. A bit of a dark horse, maybe. Incredible. But like I said, Ben, this was a very personal journey for me. And something I want to introduce, you are welcome to join in this, but um, (laughs) you need not... 
You, By the way, you just sent your uh, Google Drive link, uh, and there are no fewer than, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, a lot. ten, eleven, eleven photos. There's a um, lot. I'm just, uh, I'll just warn you now, Ben, there's a lot. So, um, let, let me... <laughs> Wait, what, what is this grainy one from, like, a practice facility? Did you take this yourself? Um, let me wait. Let me let me open up the folder. Oh my um, god! Yeah, hold on. Uh, where is Mike Woodson? Mike Woodson. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, that's the one where he's wearing the t-shirt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, Mike Woodson. Uh, ben. Um, Something okay. Something I wanted to say was like for every for every bit of facial hair that I drafted here and I researched, I tried to assign like one word. Oh, so wow, kind of okay. like a, a, a what is that called? Like um, uh, uh, word association. Word association. Or... Yeah, 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 sure. <clears throat> so Ben, for me, when I look at Mike Woodson, when I think of Mike Woodson, when I look at Mike Woodson's beard, his goatee here. The word that comes to mind for me, and I struggled a bit with this one, but for me it mm. was emotion. It, it wow. to, to me, Mike Woodson. That's a very broad word. I know. Let me explain. <laughs> the, um, the emotion. The, the, <laughs> the see for me really so reminds me of the the comedy and tragedy <laughs> mask. <laughs> The comedy, like the Greek comedy and tragedy. Of course, yes. Very familiar, yeah, yeah. Tragedy masks. Yep, I have. Um, so, all right, man. It's hard for me not to get extremely emotional with this pick. <laughs> are you gonna? Are you okay? Do you need to take a moment? No, I mean, I will try to power through here, but... Okay, um, okay. I mean, if you need a second to compose no, yourself, just I'll let me okay. know. We can, I mean, we can pause me, and edit. Former... Former New York Knicks head coach Mike Woodson, Ben, not mm-hmm. only presided over probably the last good, fun Knicks team, but he also obviously had probably, you know, the greatest, uh, incredible, most incredible goatee that I've ever seen. I don't yeah. I don't really know to, where to begin here, but let's start uh, when we talk about this goatee. Let's start with the shape of it. Um Ben, when I when I I've looked at this from every possible angle here, and I've taken it into great consideration, and I maintain that Mike Woodson has a perfect oval of just kind of of just like fur around around his mouth, um, sort of from which two lips kind of just emerge. Yeah, it, it is. It is two. It is the an image of two lips floating in a in a dark void. In a, it, it's two lips like floating a, in space. A, a sea of hair. Yeah, um, yeah. In essence, Ben, like <laughs> Mike Woodson. <laughs> I'm just losing it. Mike Woodson, in all likelihood, just like sh- like shaves his lips and then like. <laughs> And then, like, the hair just grows in around his mouth. Um, but, I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. What excites me? I think me- it's definitely possible <laughs> that, that he has to shave his lips because that's the only part of his face that isn't covered in the fur. Literally every other square, like, like, Piece like of real centimeter, yeah. yeah, is 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 accounted for, yeah. is is covered. 
Man, what excites me most about this look, Ben, is the sense of like infinity. When you look at Mike yeah. Woodson like straight on, you can't really tell where his neck and chin kind of begin and end. It's almost like the man, you know, we've talked about this before. I remember distinctly having this conversation in your living room on Mauser Street years ago. Mm-hmm. We would watch games with Brendan and our friends. Like it almost was like Mike Woodson would dip his chin in Elmer's glue and then just like rub it in, like uh, dip his his chin and lips in like a like a mountain of of hair of like ri- like a bucket of rich black hair and right. and it just sort of like stuck there. But I mean the goatee Ben is. I mean, it's part of a full package. It's 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 just it's the goatee is kind of one piece in a greater, larger Mike Woodson story here. You know, Mike Woodson mm-hmm, mm-hmm. famously coached the Knicks during some of the highs and lows. You know, he had guys, um, you know, like he, he he had he had to get the most out of guys like Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith and you know the like a young Iman Shumpert and and often Mike Woodson's face. He had these very sad eyes. He had, you know, mm-hmm. he had this proud, glistening bald head, and he wore these absolutely enormous suits. Ben, his yeah, suits very were large just suits. so big, and 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 um, and he had this beleaguered kind of goatee that spoke volumes. You know, it spoke to the Nick. It spoke to Nick's fans. It just talked about like it. You could understand what the man was going through mm-hmm. vis-a-vis his goatee and um, and just wanting our team to get over the hump in the Eastern Conference. You know, and and it never happened for the Knicks. It never happened for that Knicks team. But Mike mm-hmm. Woodson's goatee, man, it was. It had a great impact on me. It was it was um, it was very real. I'm 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 proud to select it first over first overall here. I don't know if there's anything you want to share, anything you want to talk about here. Um, well, I mean, I think you know you sort of um, uh, touched on something with this concept of infinity. Um, yeah. Where I feel like the thing that's like just so bewildering and and bewitching about uh, Mike Woodson's face is how the goatee is a perfect circle and inside that circle is another perfect circle of two shiny lips. Um, but those exist, those two circles also exist in another perfect circle, which is his head and his like perfectly clean shaven bald head. Yep. Um, and it's almost like a, like the ripples of a pond. Yeah. Um, after a pebble is dropped Absolutely. in, yep. but it just keeps going and the ripples just keep radiating um into infinity um and yeah it is very tragic there's something very shakespearean about his his face the kind of hang dog aspect yeah um i feel like he was very very rarely smiling Mm -hmm. so um he was very rarely smiling and also his lips were often parted like just ever so slightly yeah he um his mouth was always sort of like a a gape you know what i mean yeah it was was almost like they're like astonished all the time yeah he was like astonished but there were like no muscles working so it was like he he was like breathing through his mouth like as i'm cycling through all of these images that you sent they're all uh, no mouth open right literally every single image his mouth is just like slightly agape um it was as if he just like relaxed Exhale. all muscles. He's just and, constantly and, exhaling, you know. Yeah, he's just exhaling. He's not smiling. He's not frowning. He's no. not like pursing. He's nope. not doing anything. He's just existing. Yep. Um, and the lips are just floating there, yeah. like completely untethered, uh, and and free to mm. exist within that that black infinity uh, of his goatee. That's right. 
Um, it's really, it's a tremendous pick. Thank you. Um, it was high on my board. I, I, don't, I don't know if I would have had the gall to pick it with number one. Yeah. Um, but the more I think about it, the more I'm really impressed. Like I said, uh, it's with, a with, deeply, with it's a deeply personal draft. It's a deeply personal pick for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's not going to be everyone's number one, uh, facial hair, but for me, like I should also say when we approached this draft initially, my thought was, why don't we have a goatee draft? And you suggested maybe it would be good to expand it into a full facial hair draft. Mm-hmm. But but I will say the goatee, and this will be reflected um, in my in my draft board as you'll see. Sure, like, the goatee has a very special like place in my facial mm. hair heart. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's just one of those things that's kind of hard to master, hard to do well, and Mike Woodson just knocks it out of the park here with his oval goatee. We'll call yeah. it the Infinity Goatee. The Infinity Goatee. That's a perfect name for it. Yeah. Um, it is. It is everything. It is infinite. It is. It is God. It is yep. the sky. It is the. It is the planet. Yeah. Um, it is space. It mm-hmm. is everything. So my first overall selection here is Mike Woodson with the Infinity Goatee. Ben, you are on the clock. Uh, we are in round one. You have the second overall pick. Whenever you're ready, the floor is yours. Wow! Wow! I don't even know how to follow that up. Uh, I can't. I can't believe we're only one pick in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like I, I already have to like throw everything out the window and start from scratch. <laughs> that makes um, me happy. Yeah. But um, God, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll, I'm gonna stick with um, <clears throat> with my yeah. with my first overall pick um, in our in our facial hair draft. Um, I'm gonna go with a, a probably a pretty obvious one, mm. um, but it's really the only the only one I I. I felt uh you know deserved to be number one um and that is uh our favorite our father walt clyde frazier um nba legend um yeah i mean so when i think about uh walt frazier and his facial hair um it is um i mean i'm sure i don't have to describe it to people uh this is a guy who's who's been on tv as you know the the voice of the knicks uh, on radio and, and now on television for um you know over 20 years um or probably 25 years at this point. Obviously, a, a legend as a, as a player on the two-time champion Knicks from the early 70s. Um, uh, you know, he's a favorite of ours, um, and it's really uh, a, you know his his game and his um, and his whole persona all all fit together. Um, you know, it's I guess if if the word that you had for Mike Woodson was emotion, mm-hmm. yeah. the word I would have to have for Clyde is style. Um, ben, I it, want you to know Walt was second on my draft board, and my word yeah. for him is style. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, well, I would I will tell you this, Chris, that Mike Woodson was second on my draft board. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. That, so <laughs> that means a lot. That means uh, a lot who, to me. Yeah. yeah. Who 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 knew we uh, we think alike? Yeah. Um, um, what a shock. But. Uh, yeah, so um, Clyde, um, I so he's had goatees, he's yeah. had full beards, yeah. he's had extremely exagger- exaggerated mutton chops. Yeah, um, he's had uh, the Van Buren, which is the mutton chop that connects to the mustache without um, any chin hair. He's had a lot of looks. He's had, um, you know, just uh, early on in his career as a, as a rookie on the Knicks, he just had a simple mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you know it sort of uh, expanded and, and flourished from from there. Um, 
I I sort of feel like he so I'm using Clyde not only for his own uh facial hair and and the just the bravado and the and the the confidence w- with which um you know he grows it and shapes it and styles it and and how it's changed over the years but it's just always been perfectly him um but uh, aside from just him, I, I sort of uh, am using Clyde here as a representative of the entire class of incredible 1970s facial hair uh, wearers. I'm talking about people like Artis Gilmore, yeah. uh, Connie Hawkins, Dr. J. I don't, I don't, I don't want to spoil or steal any of those guys if they're on your board, but I, I, I was um, having a lot of difficulty um, narrowing my selections down, and I was like, I could easily just have five guys from the ABA mm-hmm. um, because uh, you know that was really the golden age of, of facial hair. Um, but I, I decided to, to pick Clyde as sort of my, um, you know, my mascot for, for all those yeah. guys. Um, uh, a few more things, um, about Clyde that, that really put him over the top. Um, so I'm going to quote here <clears throat> from his, uh, 1970, um, hang on. What was this book written? Uh, from his, uh, his 1974, uh, book. Rock and Steady. Of course, uh, this is this is a book you're aware of, I have Chris. A copy. Yeah, um, which I which I it's gave my, to you. It's on my desk right now. I see it right there. Yeah, um, it's a book that we're going to be talking about at length uh, in in a future episode. Mm. Um, so stay stay tuned for that. Um, but there's a couple of lines that I have to quote from it, um, which really um, pertain to, uh, to to this draft that we're currently doing. Uh, so from uh, from page twelve of the book. Um, uh, Clyde starts out the book kind of talking about uh, his pregame routine um, and he writes um, uh, uh, I tape tape my ankles while I'm still in my underwear because I want my uniform crisp and fresh when I go on the court after taping I put my uniform on carefully I make sure there are no bulges or floppy socks my pumas are laced just so Uh, side note um, this is a book that is uh, part memoir part uh instructional manual i would say um the the book is called rock and steady the subtitle is a guide to basketball and cool Mm. um so this is a a um guide to being cool yeah basically it's a manifesto and it's and it's an instructional uh text on um on how to be as cool as clyde which is just incredibly generous of him um, so re- reading on here uh, from the book, uh, quote, um, my, my pumas are laced just so. Then I check out my face in the mirror. It takes about 10 minutes. My hairline has to be just right. I pat down my burns. I mash down my stash so the little hairs won't stick up and tickle my nose. Mm. I rake down my beard. I catch my profile. Yeah, Clyde, I say. You've got it. It relieves some of the pressure. Um, so clearly this is a man that, that cares about, um, his facial hair deeply. Mm. Um, uh, you know, that's, uh, immediately apparent as soon as you, you, you lay eyes on the guy. Um, this is important to him. Um, and, and that's sort of why, uh, it's important to us. Um, you know, you, you can tell this is, this is a man who's, who's really, uh, exercising one of his passions. Um, uh, one more quote, uh, from later in the book. Now this was, um, a line that, that really uh, spoke to me on, on a deep level. Uh, and as someone who does have a beard uh, myself, um, as you're aware, Chris, mm-hmm. um, this is this was a line that that I kind of, um, you know, I, I use as a, as a bit of inspiration, honestly. Um, so uh, on page 120 of Rock and Steady, 
Uh, Clyde is again talking uh, about his uh, his pregame routine. Uh, and he writes here, quote, I seldom sweat, but maybe this game is making me a little more nervous than usual. It happens. Bill Russell used to vomit before big games. Maybe I'll have an extra couple drops of perspiration. So what I do is spray some pit juice on. My beard and mustache are good for soaking up perspiration. Some people think it's a handicap. It's not. On the court, you get used to it and don't even know it's there. He goes on. Some people say, well, how can girls want to kiss you when you have a mustache and beard? It's like what Archie Moore, the old fighter, answered to that question. Girls are thrilled to go through the forest to get to the picnic. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, Clyde. So, yeah, that's just a little, a little sampling, a little taste of, uh, of what Rock and, uh, Rock and Steady has to offer. Let me ask um, you, Ben, was there one particular look here that you favored more than another? Um, oh, yeah. oh, actually, shoot, now that I think of it, I forgot to actually send you my email. I was just going to um, say, do you want me to send you my uh, email of my favorite Walt looks? Sure, go for it. Yeah, um, yeah I'll but send yeah. you mine. Um, I mean, he looks great in, like, that's the thing about Clyde. He's, he's got an amazing face. He's such a fucking cool-looking guy. Um he really there isn't a single look that um that he can't pull off yeah um i really like hmm gosh i will say i'm pretty you know uh, people nowadays i feel like know walt for his sideburns and goatee and you know he obviously had such a gorgeous rich full beard but it's really his look from the 70s championship Knicks team with the incredible funky, like the enormous mutton chops and mustache. That's yeah. the one that I'm probably most fired up about. I'm opening your email now. Yeah, we have all the same images. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, God. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it's the mutton chops and mustache with the clean chin. Yeah. Um, that seems to be, that was like sort of his heyday. Um, I mean, the guy looked so freaking imperial and just like a free spirit and anti-establishment the mutton chops were very much like you know a descendant from the 1960s and hippie culture and walt was Mm -hmm. just ahead of the curve i mean frankly there are there are few people that could pull off that look as well as he did and when it comes to frankly when it comes to like all-time greatest mutton chops um as far as i'm concerned the list really begins and ends with walt and mr t and the guy was essentially like he looked like he looked like a revolutionary like war general. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, it was just the the Van Buren. Like it was just incredible. He was out there navigating traffic on the basketball court, styling and profiling. Um, I mean, Walt Clyde Frazier, Ben, what a what a tremendous pick. Yeah, uh, I, like I said, there was really only one obvious number one. Um, yeah. Had had to go with with the Godfather. Of course, makes total um, sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on here. Um, we are in round. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I f- almost forgot one. <laughs> one very last thing about Clyde uh, I have, that I have to mention. I'd be remiss not to is his um, later on in his career. Obviously, post playing days, he teamed up with um, Keith Hernandez uh, for the um, uh, 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 the the, can- the ad campaign um, just for, for men. just for men. Um, 
which I really urge everyone to check out. Maybe we can drop a little sample in, yeah. but uh, so, some of uh, some of the great lines from that are uh, him and Keith uh, talking to Emmett Smith in a in a uh, retirement home, saying, "Your beard is weird. Your trash is stat. Or your sorry, your beard is weird. Your stash is trash." Um, oh which I uh, I often find myself uh, saying to myself. Um, sure. So uh, yeah, I mean, just you know, again, one more thing to just add add a little cherry on top of. Um, of Clyde's, uh, you know, commitment to, to fantastic facial hair. I love oh, that. of course, I have to say though, I don't actually endorse uh, dyeing your fucking uh, beard like with right. uh, weird hair products because um, that's gross, and you should just have a cool salt and pepper beard if if you're able to. That's right. Uh, in fact, I can't wait to to start growing some some grays in my beard. Yeah. That's... Um, That'll be but, you know, exciting. if you're a single guy trying to uh, score at a bar uh, and, and it gives you more confidence, you know, do whatever you got to do, you do you to need. make yourself feel better. All right. Round two, Ben. We are in round two of the facial hair draft. We are with the uh, third overall pick here. Team CW will be selecting the uh, second uh, bit of facial hair here. Um, ben, with my, uh, with my second selection here in round two, pick number three overall, I am very proud to select someone you offhandedly mentioned just there, and that is mm. one, the one, the only, Artist Gilmore. Wow. Yep, yep. I mean, let, I me, mean, that's... let me begin, Ben, by saying, like, I, I, I mean, I'm shocked it's still on the board, but I understand why, you know, it's, it's still on the board. But uh, it's, I mean, regular listeners of the show know that you have something of a poorly hidden love affair with this guy. Yeah, I'm um, actually shocked that you, that you were able to steal him from me. Yeah, um, I mean, one of the greatest dunkers ever, the ABA and NBA's very own Artis Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a uh, he's an all OTL tree. Mm-hmm. He's an all OTL uh, hair member, if I'm yep. not mistaken, yep. for yep. his incredible widow's peak afro. That's right. Um, also mentioned in our in our numbers draft as a legendary 53. Yep. Where to begin here? I mean, I think Ben, it's 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 important to have a conversation about mm-hmm. and like draw a distinction between the ABA and the NBA, and how mm-hmm. like stylistically those products looked and felt different in terms of on and off the court. And let's face it, man, like the NBA basketball of the fifties was like a pretty straight and narrow game. Mm-hmm. And the stars of the league had more of a conservative style and the brand of basketball that we associate with the eighties and nineties of the NBA. That was really a direct descendant, like a direct product of the influx of the ABA, you know, the NBA and ABA merged in 1979 and the ABA was all about self-expression. You know, mm-hmm. the ABA introduced us to the slam dunk contest, the three point line, uh, the tricolor ball, and it it brought with it some of the more influential facial hair looks that we've we've really ever seen. And Artist Gilmore for me is like when I started going through some of these images, I was I was really shocked. I didn't I didn't understand <laughs> it was this good. But as far as I'm concerned, Ben, like no one brought more to the table in terms of facial hair than Artist Gilmore. Artist yeah. Artist gave us so many incredible facial hair looks and combinations with his giant ecstatic afro and the mutton chops um i'm not sure we've ever seen anything as creative and poignant as his elevator going up arrow mustache and go yep, combination yep the mustache and then the, the the little uh thin strip under the under the on the chin i mean yeah. let's 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 talk about uh, that that alone if that was his only so that's, look i would say the elevator going up is the reason he i mean 
it's his full body of work, but elevator going up is the reason he was the choice for me at number two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I just think it's, it's incredibly special. And what, there are a few things I want to say about this look. Uh, so, so for anyone listening at home, we have a, we have a mustache that is the top of the arrow. That is the pointy, like, you know, the roof of the house, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it has a strong base, uh, arrow, you know, like the, 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 the strong base of the arrow beneath the lower lip extending down to the chin. Um, everyone of course is going to want to talk about the arrows upward trajectory, uh, which Mm -hmm. makes total sense. Sure. But it's vital when we talk about this arrow that we discuss the base, Ben, like Mm. the, the prominent bar extending from the lower lip down to the chin and back is really something so special. Like I just, I'm in love with the look. I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, I just think it's, it's so special. It's something, you know, I would love more people to incorporate, to use. I think it's, it, it, when you're a pogo stick, like artist Gilmore, it's so intimidating you know, if you're driving to the basket and you're thinking about trying to dunk on this guy and you're literally looking at an arrow that's pointing up. Yeah, how does it's just that one know? more little subliminal reminder. Like, I am so much bigger and taller than like you. Like, you have no shot at dunking this yeah. ball right now. I am literally going to yeah. be springing up into the air. Um, but, yeah. of course, you know, artists had, like, a full body of work here. Like I, like I mentioned, he at times rocked an incredible goatee, uh, really rich, full mutton chops. And then the beard, man. Like, mm-hmm. the, beard, the full beard is a great... The beard-afro combination um, is pretty nasty, I have to say. Like, the yeah. what, what, it, what excites me most about the beard, Ben, I don't know if you can scroll through and find that image when he's playing for Kentucky, is, like, the pointy... There's like a pointy edge. Yeah, it's the, ang- the angularity of of the of the mutton chop section along the uh, jaw along the jawline. It gets yeah. very pointy and sharp. It's extremely angular. Yeah, extremely sharp and, and, it's and such a intimidating. Nice, it's such a nice complement with his wild kind of manic afro, which is all over the place, and he has these hard, sharp, angular lines <clears> with his. <throat> right, beard. it's almost like. Like a like a fastener, like a metal fastener that mm. that keeps his afro attached to his head. Oh, I almost. like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, artist Gilmore is uh, is my choice here in the second round. Um, what a guy, man! I mean, what what an incredible career. Like I said, the ABA had so many influential facial hair and uh, you know guys with incredible facial hair and hair combinations. And, uh, artist Gilmore was, uh, it was really fun, like scrolling through these images and reading, reading about his career. So, uh, very, yeah. very proud to select him here in, in round two. I'm so proud. I'm so happy that you, that you selected him. He, yeah. he obviously deserved so much more than, than my passing comment, uh, when, when, uh, talking about my, my pick, um, he absolutely deserves a, a very high draft pick. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, he really, he took it to a to another level. There were a lot of great, uh, you know, uh, looks from those those seventies years, but I feel like he was kind of the he was doing you know, something him different. And, that was very special it, what he did. Yeah, he was like the the big man version of what Clyde was doing yeah, as a little guy. Absolutely. Um, so it makes perfect sense that they were drafted back to back. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Thank uh, you. Artists, what a legend. My goodness. Uh, just chalk up uh, yet one more uh, OTL draft selection to, to that guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so now I'm on to my second pick, uh, number four yep. overall. So we are in round two. This will Ooh, be pick wow. number four overall. This will be your okay. second uh, bit of facial hair that you'll be drafting here, Ben. 
Okay, I am going to go with um, a guy. Let's see, let me just pull up my email here. Uh, okay, for my uh, for my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with a guy uh, who was really sort of the inspiration for us doing this draft at this time wow. uh, because he was mentioned uh, in our previous draft. And it makes sense that he's following Artis Gilmore because he is a fellow number 53. And that is uh, James Edwards, um, who is the uh, owner of the greatest handlebar mustache in NBA history. Unbelievable, man. Um, Unbelievable. This guy, um, you know, he was, he had a, 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 you know, not like hugely significant, but a very long and successful NBA career. Uh, he played for, um, for, for, let's see, 20 years, actually. He played from 1977 until 96. I was going to say, played, man, and really just looking at his face age in these photos is like, he's yeah. really had a mustache in the NBA for a very long time. Yeah, he started out um, uh, 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 in the NBA. He was, uh, let's see, he was drafted in, uh, in 1977 by the, um, by the LA Lakers, actually, um, uh, before being quickly traded to the Indiana Pacers um, uh, and, and uh, played there for a couple of years uh, in the late, for a few years in the late 70s um, before moving to Cleveland and then. Uh, played for uh, kind of the bulk, the, the meat of the 1980s with the Phoenix Suns. Um, and then really, though, it wasn't until um, his sort of a second uh, chapter or sort of a late chapter of his career, uh, in 1987, uh, or I guess it was maybe in early 88, he was traded from the Suns to the bad boy Detroit Pistons. Um, mm. And it was really on those Pistons teams uh, where I feel like his uh, his full Fu Manchu handlebar mustache really really flourished. Um, I don't know if it was something about the the kind of you know personality of that team, the bad boys, that kind of gave him you know the license to to fully embrace um, his his handlebar identity. Mm. Um, but but boy did he ever um, you know he was a a monster of a guy, um, you know, seven feet tall, 230 pounds, um, you know, wearing the number 53, which as we've said is, is probably the biggest, most intimidating number in NBA history. Uh, also worn by the likes of, of artists and, uh, and Daryl Dawkins and Mark Eaton. Um, so having that 53 across his chest in the, uh, in the Pistons, uh, blue and red and that massive, massive handlebar mustache, um, I mean, just one of the, one of the great, like, p- sort of perfectly, like, cartoon character looks. Um, and, uh, yeah. I and, love it. and the guy, you know, he kept, uh, he kept it for a long time. Um, uh, you know, it's it sort of, it, it shrunk a little bit in, in his later years, in the twilight of his career, when he moved, um, yeah, and that happens. to the, That's yeah, happens. uh, he actually rejoined the Lakers in 1992, Played a couple seasons uh, at age like 37 and 38. Finished up his career uh, with the 95-96 Chicago Bulls. Um, uh, played only 28 games for them, but but was on the roster. So he got his uh, his third championship ring actually with the 96 Bulls. Wow. Um, the f- the first two, of course, coming with the the uh, 1989 and 90 Pistons. Um, so the guy was a winner. Um, yeah, he he played. He played for, you know, uh, he had a career as long as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. And, um, 
and he had a uh, a mustache, uh, some version of a mustache the entire time. Even in that last uh, uh, picture um, with the Bulls, uh, his his final year in the league, he still had kind of a, a small. Um, you know, sort of uh, a little bit more uh, sort of subtle version of his mustache mm. was was still 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 there on his upper lip. Um, so yeah, um, James Edwards, uh, facial hair legend, NBA legend. Proud to select him with my second pick. Very very impressive draft selection there, Ben. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. Um, I am going to keep us moving just for the sake of time. And, sure. Uh, we are now on to round three of the facial hair draft. Uh, Team CW is on the clock. Um, things get a little funky here. Uh, oh, boy. Buckle your seatbelt, folks. Um, oh, no. This is a bit of an outlier pick. Not, okay. ev- not everyone's going to see this one coming. But again, If you do this, oh, God, if you, all right. Oh, oh boy. Now I'm getting, now I'm getting nervous. A bit of an outlier pick, um, but it's what I needed to do, and it's uh, it's the pick that I needed to make. So Ben, here in um, in round three, with pick number five overall, I am just delighted to select the one, the only Kendrick Perkins. Oh, so Kendrick Perkins. Wow, uh, I talked about. that is uh, a wild card. A word association. Uh-huh. Um, and, Ben, there's one thought. There is one word that comes to mind when I think of the beard on the face of Kendrick Perkins. And that word mm. that word is happiness for me, mm. Ben. Um, this is a beard that is, to me, the natural successor to the throne of Mike Woodson. I feel that there is a – it does sort of live in the family mm. of just kind of <laughs> smearing your face and hair. Um, he, yeah, wow. Now that I'm looking at it, you're right. This is absolutely a, a spiritual cousin, uh, relative. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, let's, let's talk about Perk. Let's talk about this beard. There is sort of a Barry White quality to this beard. It's incredibly sexy. There's a charisma. There's a sensuality mm-hmm. to this beard. It's a beard that has lived – in my estimation, it's lived many lives. Like it's, 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 it has so many stories. This is a beard that's wise. There's a wisdom to this facial hair, and and that, frankly, you know, is who Kendrick Perkins was on the court, right? Like mm-hmm. that. This beard and Kendrick Perkins to me are a perfect union. They are a perfect marriage. You know, Perkins is a guy that we think uh, was always described as like wise beyond his years. You know, like he was uh, he was one of those guys that even as a youngster on those uh, early uh, Boston Celtics teams was kind of like a young vet. You know, like he was Mm. he was an enforcer. He was kind of like, uh, yeah, a sage vet. Someone you brought in uh, for his savvy and his experience and his to be like a veteran mentor. And nothing was more emblematic of that, you know, for me than his incredibly full, clean, smooth body of face hair. And, you know, uh, I mean, let's, we can talk aesthetics here. Um, You know, one thing about this beard that's exciting to me is, you know, with Mike Woodson, we talk about two lips. Here with Perkins, we kind of only have one lip. It does sort of seem (laughs) that we have like a lower lip and not really an upper lip. Um, yeah. Well, we have that, to talk a little bit about how this beard is shaped, Chris. Shapes. Um, we need to discuss because the shape. It does sort of look like a handkerchief. 
Um, <laughs> like, like, uh, you know, like when, uh, cowboys or, or robbers were like, you know, sure. robbing a bank in the day, back in the day, they tie the, the kerchief around their, yeah, the black the, bandana yeah, around yeah, the face. Yeah. yeah. It does well, there's, have a quality of that. Go ahead. There's an unnatural straightness, uh, yeah. to the top of the beard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it seems to me like Kendrick intentionally shaved his upper lip mm. to create that effect of a perfectly straight line um instead of the the beard you know having a mustache that extends from the lip to you know the bottom of the nose right there's instead a a straight a very very sharp straight edge yep um and then and then a a, an expanse of of just uh bare skin from the top of the mustache to the nose that's right um which creates like a very sort of unnatural and and mystifying yeah it almost looks Right, like like there is something... It, it does seem like, yeah, there is like a straight line of hair from the earlobe to the lips. Um, yeah. It, 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 right, like like there's a straight... Oh, man, like yeah, a like straight a straight edge. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very... It is kind of, like I said, like he like he wrapped his mouth with a scarf of, of fur. And, right. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, like I said, very soulful to me, very, mm. you know, different. I mean, it was really a different looking. It's definitely beard. unique. Yeah. It's extremely unique. And, uh, again, it, it, for me lives in the Woodson family. It, it's from the Mike Woodson, uh, hair family from, from the family tree of Mike Woodson. So, right. Well, he also has that, um, that incredible natural gift of, of having the hair underneath his mouth, uh, right. grow every single possible uh, patch of skin mm-hmm. is covered mm-hmm. um, there is no there are there are no blank spots of, of bare skin under you know, anywhere right. on the face that's right um, below below the, the the beard line just a lip and then and then that's it um, yeah yeah one bare lip and then the rest of it is hair so uh, yeah Kendrick Perkins is my selection here in round three my wow. uh my third uh facial hair candidate here in round three. Let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor Helix Sleep guys and gals people I know some of you are sleeping on saggy, gross, old mattresses, which frankly I find very strange and concerning and weird if you have a saggy mattress, if you have an old mattress. It doesn't have to be that way. You can sleep on a new one like a good boy or a good girl. You can sleep on a normal bed like a normal person. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. So whether you're a side sleeper, whether you're a hot sleeper, if you're a cold sleeper, if you like a a plush bed or a firm bed or a water bed or any kind of bed at all, there's no more confusion and no more compromising. Helix Sleep was awarded the number one best overall mattress of 2019 by GQ and Wired, which are magazines that you can go get at a bookstore. They're filled with pages and you can read different articles. And and if you like an article, you you can pull it out and and share it with a friend or or you could just stack all the magazines on your coffee table for Christ's sake. Just go to helixsleep.com slash on the line. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you with a customized mattress. And that's gonna give you the best sleep of your life, guys and gals. Helix mattresses have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. They're even going to pick this thing up if you don't love it. Trust me, you'll love it. But if you don't, if you don't like that mattress, if you don't like that waterbed, just tell them, and they'll pick it up. 10 years. At any point, over 10 years, if you hate your waterbed, just say you want a new one, and they'll pick it up for you. 
Now, guess what? Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash on the line. That's helixsleep.com slash on the line for up to $200 off your next mattress order. Do it. Helix Sleep. Why would you sleep with anyone else? Ben, you're back on the clock if you're if you're ready to select. I know we're moving quickly now. Um, yeah, no, this is good. Um, wow. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and I you you, you kind of threw a scare into me there, Chris, mm-hmm. um, with that last. I don't know if you could tell. Um, yeah, I could tell. I got really nervous. I could tell um, something was going w- on when there you said you. that you were like shaking something up. Yep. Um, so it's forced me to move up. Um, oh wow. One of my later round selections. Because again, I just That's can't exciting. risk it. I I don't know if um if if this was anywhere on your radar, um. But after feeling that 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 sudden pang of panic, I don't want to I don't want to have that feeling again. Uh, wow. So I'm gonna go ahead oh, wow. and use my number three pick. Go ahead. On. Uh. So I am gonna uh spend my number three pick, Chris, uh-huh. on the late great Seattle SuperSonics mascot, Squatch. <laughs> now Incredible again, man. this is a little bit uh, out of out of the field, a uh, little bit out of bounds, off off perhaps the traditional playing board. I love this, but I am uh, reaching for uh, uh, not a player, not even a coach, yeah. but a mascot. It's a home run. Yep. Um, so Squatch was the Seattle SuperSonics mascot from uh, <laughs> oh nineteen God. from nineteen ninety three uh, until the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Until the grand theft uh, to Oklahoma City in 2008, um, Squatch, uh, you know, for anyone that grew up in the 90s watching basketball, you know, Squatch had a real, uh, a real special place in your heart uh, right there next to the gorilla, uh, you know, the Phoenix Suns gorilla and, and uh, Rocky the mountain lion for the Denver Nuggets, um, uh, you know, Hugo the Hornet. Uh, these are... Squatch was a member of the of the mascot um, Mount Rushmore, yeah, yeah, the Mount Rushmore of mascots. Thank you. Um, yeah, just an incredible look, uh, covered in hair. Obviously, he was a Sasquatch, mm. um, so um, he had a lot of hair, um, but but really his face, the mm-hmm. the, the like there, <laughs> it's really hard to describe without just looking at pictures of of him. Um, but he had an incredibly wide mouth, yeah. and therefore the hair on his upper lip had to extend. We need to talk into about this, this mustache, man. Yeah, it's really the mustache. I mean, clearly he has a full beard too, yes. being a Sasquatch. I mean, he's but it's the mustache. Hairy, but the mustache yeah, is really it's, special. It's the way the mustache extends um, <laughs> on on from his top lip uh, all the way down. Uh, and kind of just blends into like the rest of the hair on his body, so you don't even really understand like how long it is. Like it could just go all the way down to his knees or his feet, mm-hmm. um, uh, but it all just works together so beautifully. Wow. Um, it's just breathtaking. Yeah, Squatch. Uh, again, just one more reason why. Um, yeah, what a the NBA we have lost yeah. this team. It's it's unconscionable to me. I mean, he was the perfect mascot. He was the the perfect uh, representative of that team of that of that region of the country. Um, I found this amazing uh, old article uh, from NBA.com um, via the uh, the Wayback Machine because I guess it's since been like removed. But uh, in 2007, uh, Squatch wrote a little uh, sort of a personal bio for himself on the uh, on the Sonics website, 
Uh, and he's and he wrote, uh, over the years, I have been asked many questions about my family, about my hobbies, mm-hmm. and how I came to become the Sonic's mascot. Mm-hmm. Here's a brief description of my life and family. Uh, so he goes on to talk about uh, being born in the in the peaks of the Cascade Mountains um, in, in Washington, uh, growing up among the trees and rivers in the great Northwest, uh, learning how to catch salmon and pick berries. Um, but then, um, I guess he, you know, he had a, he had a a yearning, uh, he had a bit of a, you know, hankering for, for, uh, for city life to, to see what else was out there. Um, so he moved to Seattle, he hitchhiked to Seattle, um, and, uh, you know, started taking some odd jobs in the city. He, he worked as a, as a cook and a waiter. Um, and, uh, there's actually a, a, a brief documentary on YouTube, um, uh, like a little mini doc about Squatch's life story. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's really just a lot, a lot to learn about Squatch. Um, uh, one uh, interesting line, uh, from that little bio that he wrote on NBA.com, he says, uh, I also have many relatives overseas. My cousin Yeti lives in the Himalayas over in Nepal. For a while, he moved to the city to find a new life. He ended up creating a workout video under the title, quote, The Abominable Snowman. He is currently working on a full-length feature film entitled My Cousin Yeti, um, which is yeah. <laughs> just uh, fantastic, yeah. fantastic stuff. Um, he, he, he goes on to write... Yeah, he, Squatch goes on to write, I had a brief movie career as the stunt double uh, for Harry and Harry and the Hendersons. Uh-huh. I was passed over, however, as Billy Crystal's stunt double in When Harry Met Sally, uh, which I don't know if that's a a, a, a shot at Billy Crystal's um, abundance of, of body hair, but um, but I love that that little uh, that little bit of humor from Squatch. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's my my third overall pick. Um, Love it, man. Squ- Squatch the mascot. Just tremendous. All right, Thank I you. am. Uh, I'm back on the clock here. We are in round four. This is pick number seven overall. Team CW on the clock here with my uh, fourth my fourth facial hair selection. Um, with pick number seven overall here, Ben in uh, round four. Team CW is very proud to select. Coach Mike Dan Tony. Ah, yes. Ben uh, the Dan Tony stash. The Dan Tony stash. So there is there is something about Mike Dan Tony to me that um, that doesn't really make any sense. Like specifically, hmm. like his look. There's something about him that kind of feels like you know against all odds so when mm-hmm. i when i thought of my word association my feeling my thought about mike d'antoni my word was truly courage mm. and d'antoni you know d'antoni doesn't really remind me of an nba coach when i look at mike d'antoni i don't i don't i don't really know who actually does remind me of an nba coach but it's not mike d'antoni mike d'antoni mm. reminds me of like someone i used to see at church all the time as a kid you know like one of the ushers who would like pass around a collection basket or something or like yeah someone who like sells insurance or something but it he doesn't strike me as an nba coach and i think that you know that is really what mike d'antoni's mustache signif- signified to me was that like he was being like an outlier and mm-hmm. of course like you know mike d'antoni had brief cups of coffee with uh, the kansas city omaha kings and the the spirits of St. Louis in the ABA and the Spurs in the NBA. And then he became a legend in the Italian professional league, the LBA, mm-hmm. starring for Olympia Milano. 
and he finished, I guess, top five in the LBA for career assists and steals. And it was uh, he was named best overall point guard in the history of the LBA. And while D'Antoni was in Italy, he earned the nickname Il Bafo, which is Italian for the mustache. Wow. And so D'Antoni, I mean, he was just like a master of innovation. Like, let's face it, this is a guy that revolutionized basketball, you know, modern basketball as we know it. Like what D'Antoni did with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion and those Phoenix Suns teams in like the mid-2000s, seven seconds or less, the offense, um, it, it, it completely turned basketball on its head. Much of what we now regard as like the modern pace and space kind of offense can be attributed to guys like D'Antoni. And Ben, this is important. Like at that time, D'Antoni's offense was mocked. Like people would laugh at the idea that you could win a championship with a with a team that just shot three pointers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as recently as like a couple years ago, Charles Barkley, remember, like would laugh at the idea that that the Warriors could win a championship with Steph Curry as like their lead player. You know, just shooting three pointers. Mm. And it was D'Antoni's offense, like his pioneering the 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 three point shooting, seven seconds or less offense that would like really made that possible. And Mike D'Antoni's mustache, much like his offense, was like, for me, like a beacon of hope. It like represented something more than just like some gray whiskers on his upper lip. It was like an idea. It was a dream. It was a vision. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, 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 I obviously we had some difficult memories with D'Antoni and the Knicks. Um, yeah, I was going to say, this is your, uh, your second... Uh, Nick's uh, head coach. That's right. Um, yeah, I, which is and 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 Mike Woodson, of course, was an assistant under uh, Mike D'Antoni. Um, <clears throat> oh, so, right. so two pretty prominent, high-profile facial hair members uh, on the Knicks coaching staff during the mid two thousands. There, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. I it's it's just it's it was different. He was he was doing something at a time that no one else was doing. He was very proud. That's the thing. Of that it feels. Mustache. It feels very out of time. Yeah. Like, it's it's a mustache that a lot of people would have rocked in, like, the 80s. Yes. But there weren't really many mustaches. Exactly. Like, just plain old mustache. Like, yep. nothing, like, ironic or it's, funny it's about it. Like, it wasn't your it wasn't a handlebar. It wasn't a pencil mustache. stash. It's your uncle's yeah. mustache. It's, like, the it's the guy at the Christmas party at work that has a mustache that's, like, right. the accountant at, at like, yeah. the company you work for. It's that guy. He's, like... He's like an accountant yep. or like maybe he's like a retired FBI agent, agent or yep. like a like a cop like part-time or if co- like you something were just like literally if you were like hey man uh, this is my dad you'd be like oh yeah that's your dad yeah like you yeah. would just assume that that's like yeah like that's like just some, like a normal sometimes guy. dads have mustaches yeah sometimes dads um, have and mustaches it's like they wear ties not a, it's like yeah, yeah, and it's like not a look; it's not a thing. Nope. They're just kind of like, yeah, no, I, I'll have a, I have a mustache. Like, I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. It's making, like not not making a commentary. This is not like a bit. I'm not doing like a comedy. It's bit such here. an yeah. It's such an utterly average mustache. There's yeah. nothing. There's like no. You can almost like barely see it because it's kind of white. It's almost the same color as his face, yep. which is pale. Yep. It's not, you know, it's not very long. It's not very bushy. It's just there. It's like, yeah, it, you know, it just me, covers his top lip. To There's, me, that's all. this is the essentially the independent spirit award of, of <laughs> facial hair. It's the, he was doing something, he was being his own man. When everyone else was going, when everyone else was zigging, he was zagging. And yeah. he, and, but also like he wasn't calling attention to himself. He wasn't like, I just it's want almost like the. I just want to let you it's know like, I have a mustache. It wasn't like that. He was just like, no, I, I, 
I'm Mike D'Antoni. I have a mustache. I coach in right. Italy. I have this offense, and this is who I am. And if you like me, you like me. And if you don't, then you'll ostracize me. But like, I'm going to be me. I'm Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, it's almost like the norm core of mustaches, mm-hmm. where he's just like he's actually like going out of his way to not be like you know exciting no. or weird or quirky. It's he, just extremely he's average. He's just and trying normal. to like normalize mustache hair, basically. Yeah, like, he's just trying to like make mustache hair like mainstream and like see if he can inspire other people to have a mustache. Yeah, and in a way, that is the most courageous act of all. Yeah. So Mike D'Antoni. The Independent Spirit Award, Mike D'Antoni with the uh, Courageous Mustache. That is my choice here in round four, pick number seven. Ben, you're on the clock with the eighth overall pick. This will be your fourth bit of uh, facial hair here. Wow. Okay. Um, so I'm going with someone, uh, you know, just like every every draft, you know, the, the, the game plan, the, yeah. the battle plan changes yep. midstream. Yep. This is a guy that was on the, you know, towards the bottom of, of my big board, Um and then at a, at a certain point, you know, you just sort of start thinking, like, who do I actually want to talk about? Yeah, is this really what I want? Yeah. yeah. Um, what does is, what is my heart need right now in this moment? And, uh, and right now, in this moment, I need to talk about the mustache of Kelly Tripuka. Wow, man. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, it feels great. It just feels great to say his name. Mm-hmm. Kelly Tripuka. <laughs> Say it again with me, Chris. Kelly, Kelly Tripuka. Yeah. 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 He's my fourth pick um, for the mustache that he rocked proudly uh, in the 1980s, um, uh, prim- primarily with the uh, just uh, pre-bad boy Detroit Pistons. Um, I mean, they weren't quite the bad boys. Um, <laughs> this mustache. But, I mean, if I had mm. to, um, you know, do your word Is association word? exercise... Yep. Uh, for for this mustache, um, the word would probably be pornographic. <laughs> I, I was gonna um, say my word is long. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's pornographic long. certainly works. Yeah, the thing is, it's not a handlebar. No. It's not quite a handlebar. It's just long it's just... and thin, and um, <laughs> and and just perfect. Yeah. Just perfect for Kelly. It yep. couldn't have fit his face any better. Yep. It f- it feels like he was born with that thing. Um, it just works so well with his incredible '80s perm um, and his uh, his face. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry, you went quiet for a second. Um, I wasn't sure if you if you were just knocked unconscious by these uh, <laughs> Kelly Tripuka photos. Um, but yeah, Tripuka is one of my faves. He's he's such a like uh, a hilarious like when you look at the guy, uh, he looks like. Um, Oh fuck! What's the name of that guy? He looks like Josh Pius. Do you know that actor? Oh yeah, yeah, of course, Josh Pius. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pius. Um, yeah, he reminds me a lot of like a young Josh yeah, Pius totally with a mustache. Yep. Um, where he just looks kind of like like an like sort of no offense to Josh Pius. I, I, uh, he's you know a great actor, um, but he sort of has like his character is like sort of like the annoying Weasley guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like Kelly was just that to a T. Um, like uh, you know, he he was sort of before my time as a, as a as a um, you know watching NBA fan. But everything I've like heard and read about the guy, he was just like a fucking pain in the ass and like a dick to to play against. Um, you know, incredibly scrappy, kind of ugly. He, like, uh, wasn't he also like the original Hornet or something? Wasn't he like one? Of yes, the he was on the Charlotte Hornets. He absolutely was on the expansion uh, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, that's correct. 
Um, yeah, um, he was he was just like a real irritant, but he was also like one of those guys where he was an incredibly talented scorer. Um, where you'd like play against him and you'd be like, wait, what are you what, like this? This guy should suck. Like he's like a, a scrawny, like annoying looking white dude. Like, why is he dropping like 40 points on me? Um, but he was actually like a great scorer, uh, averaged over 20 points a game for several years with the Pistons. He dropped 56 points in a game, uh, for the Pistons in January of 1983. Um, uh, but really the, the thing that set him apart, uh, was that mustache of his, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just a wonder to behold, to gaze upon it. It's just so disgusting and 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 <laughs> gross and sleazy and druggy and like um and like so nineteen eighties. Yeah, you would buy um, drugs from this guy out of his pickup truck, like outside of uh like oh, a strip yeah. yeah. And he would have like yeah, he would have like a pickup truck or like maybe a motorcycle right. that he would like ride without wearing a helmet because he was just like didn't give a shit right. and it was just like a real you know like really? kind of like piece it. of yeah i mean I, you know kelly's obviously a, a a guy who's gone on as a as a uh a broadcaster and a commentator and and he um you know i think he his reputation is like a a, a prick is um mm. is you know he's probably like kind of put that be, behind him but one uh, quick little anecdote uh that i loved about kelly in my research um uh, I read that um, uh, in a game between the Hornets and the Jazz in 1989. So he so he played like I said the, the bulk of his career with the with the Detroit Pistons, um, and then uh, he was traded from the Pistons to the um, to the Utah Jazz in uh, let's see when was that that was uh, 1986. Uh, um, he he uh, he went to the Utah Jazz and played with a young Stockton and Malone. Mm. Um, and so on the Pistons, he was like a 20 point per game scorer, a real focal point. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah. He um, he was drafted the same year as Isaiah Thomas, and it was really Thomas and Trapuca, um that that ran that team. He averaged 26.5 points per game in the 82-83 season. He was an All Star for two years, including his rookie season, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, but anyway, he was, uh, he was traded for, uh, Adrian Dantley, um, uh, uh, uh after the 86 season. Wow. Um, Dantley had so, a big, big role on those Pistons teams. Yeah. So, and he really kind of helped put them over the top and, and, uh, and help them get those championship rings. Um, and then, so when Chapuka got to Utah, um, you know, they were really trying to focus on Stockton and Malone and he was totally pushed out of the, uh, their system and only his scoring average dropped to like 10 points per game. Um, so he kind of hated them and, uh, and feuded, uh, with Frank Layden, the coach, uh, frequently. And I think because of that is why they shipped him to, uh, to, to expansion Charlotte. Um, but anyway, uh, in a game in 1989, um, after he was traded, um, uh, uh, the Charlotte Hornets were playing the, the, his former team, the Utah Jazz. And, um, uh, shortly after Frank Layden had resigned as the Jazz's head coach, Carl Malone expressed his devotion to Layden by writing Frank on capital letters on the heels of his sneakers. And in a mock gesture, Trapuca responded by writing Dick, D-I-C-K, on the back of his shoes for then Hornets coach Dick Harder. Um, and, uh, it says here, the move was seen as a jab at Layden and Malone, who Trapuca felt ran him out of Utah. Wow. Um, so that's the kind of guy that Kelly was just really, uh, didn't give a shit. And, uh, yeah, I love, I love his whole attitude, his whole look, um, really, really spoke to me. So that is why love I picked it, him with my fourth overall. Incredible pick. Uh, thank you. Uh, we are going to keep it moving here. We are in round five. We are on the ninth overall pick. This is my last and final selection in the hair draft in the facial hair draft. Um, 
kind of similar to you, man, with this pick here. Um, I originally had something slated in this spot, um, and it just wasn't... I just couldn't make it. It wasn't the pick that was in my heart. And Mm -hmm. so I'm changing things up here. So with my last and final selection in the facial hair draft, a bit of an outlier, but I'm very proud to select a real innovator from the late 90s, early 2000s, and that is Drew Gooden. Oh, God. Uh, I had a feeling you were going to pick Drew Gooden. Yeah, so... (laughs) If it's not if it's not immediately clear, I am, I am very disappointed by this pick. Okay, um, um, let's. I mean, obviously, you know, I understand it, and and and, sure. and I'll give you the floor to uh, to to talk about it. But sure. So, uh, <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I think when you hear what I changed the pick from, you'll understand why this was the only pick to make. It was my only alternative. But Drew Gooden here. Did you did you change it from Scott Pollard? Oh, Pollard was on the board. He was available, but no, it wasn't Pollard. Okay, okay. I'll mention who it was in my honorable mentions. But, uh, okay. yeah, Drew Gooden, um, you know, kind of a ho-hum journeyman career. Um, and the guy, you know, it's interesting. He had, like, a pretty big-time college career. I remember uh, in college he was, like, an elite prospect, and he was someone that was <laughs> really hoping that the Knicks could draft but um, once he came to oh, the God. NBA... Just looking at these photos, these are so disgusting. Yeah, once he got to the NBA, he really became more hair-focused um, yeah. than, than basketball-focused. And uh, it all sort of, for me, culminates in that one spiky goatee uh, look that we had here with Drew Gooden. But, you know, he did, sure. he did a few different things here. He had the, you know, he had uh, obviously the spiky goatee with the mutton chops is what everyone wants to talk about with Drew Gooden. Yeah, yeah. But he had the full beard. He had the sort of razor-thin uh, beard. And then, um, yeah, then, and then... Yeah, I'm really loving his, his pit, pit bull look here with the, with the you know, dark shades yeah, and, exactly. the, and the razor chin strap. And then uh, it kind of so in the late career here, we... Uh, we see Drew Gooden in the big three with the, you know, real bushy big beard. Um, but, yeah, like I said, kind of a ho-hum career. Not not a not a pick that I'm crazy about, but, you know, like, <laughs> this is someone who played for, I think, 10 or 11 different teams over the course of, like, 12 years in the NBA. He was, you know, NBA All-Rookie first team, uh, consensus first team All-American in college. And, like I said, kind of a journeyman. Uh, did a lot of innovative things with his facial hair, and uh, it's my last pick here. I, I, I couldn't bring myself. To, well, I'll let you make your last pick, and then I'll tell you uh, who I refused to draft. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. The floor is yours. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, Drew Drew was on my my do not draft list. Gotcha. Um, wow. Uh, his beard is gross. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get that he you know he gets some points for for being uh, an individual yeah. and innovative. Yeah. Um, but um, not a fan. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, I understand. Um, but I respect the pick. I don't like it, but I respect I it. Um, all right, let's see here. So my final pick. Um, I, I'm going to go. You know what? This is perfect because you've you've helped me make my uh, final selection. Okay. Um, and that is um, someone who I would sort of call the anti Drew Gooden, okay. and that is Milos Teodosic. Oh, that's the one yeah. I should have taken. Yeah, he's on my board. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's okay. Um, uh, I'm glad that you know one of us was was able to to make the right call here yep. at least. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Milos is the best. Um, he did not care at all about his appearance. Um, if you look at the guy for one second, that uh, becomes immediately apparent. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, how, what would be the word to describe Milos? Um, I think for me, it's um, like, uh, uh, well, it's not one word, but it's like five o'clock shadow or it's like, yeah, stubble, stubble five o'clock shadow. But I feel like there's, there has to be a word to convey his like utter, wildness, um, like, like, um, like not even wildness, but like just lack of, of care, lack of concern. Yeah, there is like a haphazard um, nature or just like, uh. Uh, laissez-faire kind of yeah yeah um, you know uh, Milos is, is a, was a Serbian uh, basketball maybe, player extremely ungroomed unkempt um, but really just like it, 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 it communicates a certain lack of like I don't really care how you perceive me yeah um, he, he invites ridicule he invites the jokes sure. and the mockery with this look it is it, in case you've never seen him um He's a short, scrawny, uh, white Serbian guy with very <laughs> floppy, long hair on his head, which is matched by this, like, beard that's not even an intentional beard. It's like no. he just kind of forgot to shave for, like, no, 20 I, I days. I think the issue with Milos is just that he, whenever he shaved, it would just literally immediately grow back. <laughs> right. So I was going to say, maybe my favorite look, uh, one of these, uh, if you scroll down a little, he, it's, like, almost clean-shaven, but not quite, um... And you can tell yeah, that so can he tell like he finally that morning he finally shaved like that morning, yeah. but then it just like immediately grew out into a five <laughs> o'clock shadow. But he didn't try to shape it no. or like do anything to you know no. like no um, y- you know like no uh, manicuring whatsoever. Manicuring is that a verb? I don't know. Um, it was not well. It wasn't manicured. Groomed. Groomed. Yeah. Um, and it was just wild and all over the place. And, um, yeah, he would, like, let it grow out. And then he would, like, you know, someone would remind him, like, oh, Mi- Milos, you, your hair, I mean, your face is, like, covered in, like, in like lots of, like, gross hair. And then yeah. he'd be like, oh, right, that's right. I guess I should, you know, drag, a, a, like, a Bic razor across this thing. <laughs> um, and then he would, like, do that, you know, whenever he remembered. Um, but, yeah, it just communicates, like, this guy, like, was, like, smoking cigarettes at halftime. Yeah, um, like, just did not give a shit. Um, however, the fact is that he was an incredible player. Um, he has like an insanely decorated European basketball career, um, has won like multiple, like all Euro league selections. He was the Euro league MVP in 2010. Um, he's like, if you actually look, like look up his list of, um, like awards and, no, and he was like a decorated European player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally came over, uh, in, in, uh, 2017, and played uh, with the LA Clippers just for um, partial bits of uh, two seasons in, in 2017, 18, and 18, 19. Uh, he was uh, constantly battling a, a persistent plantar fasciitis injury, um, which uh, really slowed down his um, his mobility. Um, so he really, you know, wasn't ever able to display his his full skills uh, over here in the NBA. Um, but uh, but yeah, he just affected that like awesome like kind of eastern european attitude of like yeah i'm just gonna like show up here and play some basketball and then like go and smoke some cigarettes yep. and like do whatever i want um yeah i would call him a uh, a a sort of descendant of uh, fellow serbian vlade divots no um who uh, also had a fantastic beard which uh easily made my honorable mention list but sure. uh 
yeah, with my, I, I felt like I owed it to, to Milos to, to make him an official selection. I, I so love with that the, pick, man. That's fantastic. With my fifth and final pick, yep, goes to yeah. Milos. Well, I love it. Let's 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 rattle off some honorable mentions here. I actually have a whole folder of honorable mentions that I'll send to you. I'm so curious to see who you picked uh, Drew Gooden over. Yeah. Well, you'll understand <laughs> in just a sec. Um, honorable mentions. Okay. So in the honorable mentions here, Ben. Uh, well, first I'll say the guy that I just could not bring my heart to draft was Larry Bird. Um, oh yeah you know obviously legend with the dream team you know the hick from french lick yada 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 Uh, i don't know man like yeah he had the wispy kind of farm boy mustache but um for me i just couldn't bring myself to draft larry bird here the blonde uh the blonde mustache wasn't gonna do it so yes I, i took the bullet took the bullet took the drew gooden bullet and uh but yeah, in the honorable mention uh, round, some names I wanted to throw at you were, um, you know, guys like Tyson Chandler I have down for a Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, mm-hmm. Really great beard. beard. Yeah. I mean, there were a few like very obvious selections sure. that I that I sort of felt like I had, we, we should steer clear from, which I think we, we both did, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, people will want to talk about James Harden, but I'm just, I'm over it. James I, Harden's beard is like so, I'm, like, I'm who, gives, who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Julius Irving had an absolutely incredible afro and mustache. Um, yeah, and, he did have an awesome goatee, yeah. um, which kind of later transformed into a, a just a very stately mustache. The guy that I uh, am very <laughs> fond of is Stan Van Gundy. And, you know, when I think of Stan Van Gundy, I couldn't, I, I think I threw an image in there of Paul Yeah, Bear. I'm just stumbling across this Paul Bearer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, incredible. Incredible, to me, they're essentially likeness. the same person. Stamping, yeah, Gundy they and might Paul be. Um, and uh, uh, Phil Jackson had a pretty sweet mustache for the Knicks. Kurt Rambis had a had a really uh, fun mus- mustache when he was on the on the Lakers. Uh, Teo Dosich, who you mentioned, Kylo mm-hmm, Quinn, mm-hmm. current uh, Philadelphia 76er, has a real fun uh, uh, beard. LeBron James with the uh, the Honest Abe uh, beard there. We have. Uh, I am not not a fan, fan of that beard. No, gotcha. I just don't. It's just like so weird. Like yeah. the thin. I don't get the thin. I guess it's like a look. It's a thing. Whatever. It's. A, I'm an old person. I don't get these trends. But the the big bushy beard with the incredibly thin, thin razor thin mustache yeah. is like so weird. Yeah, it's a different look. Um, yeah. Clay Thompson has a, a an incredibly pencil thin uh, uh, mm-hmm, goatee, mm-hmm. and and he rocks a beard sometimes as well. That's exciting. Uh, a guy who I was really passionate about, um, you know, probably shouldn't given should have given him more consideration in, in the uh, in the five slot. There was uh, the King Dork, Nick Nurse. Um, great, great oh, goatee for Nick, course, for yeah. Nick Nurse. Um, I forgot that he even had a goatee. Yep. Scott Pollard is someone we've talked about on previous drafts, uh, so yeah. I didn't want to bring him up again. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, we uh, I think we got some of these others here. We we said Walt Clyde, uh, I mean Will Chamberlain, of course. Um, Derek White is is someone who I feel has a promising goatee. Uh, yeah, I, I was to gonna say it's more work, but it's, it's yeah, it's, it's on just the way. a little too early. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Derek is is an up and comer. He's, he's a rising star. Uh, you know, if we do this draft again next year, I could easily see him making the cut. Yeah, um, I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't you didn't draft him. But yeah, um, he was a consideration. I mean, he was when this was a goatee draft. Derek was certainly in contention for a sure. goatee spot. But yeah, yeah, if it was just goatees. Yeah. Um, any other uh, honor, honorable mentions that you want to mention? 
Yeah, I just sent you two. Um, I, I need to mention uh, yeah. Dario Sharic, yeah. um, who I, I know I don't need to convince you mm-hmm. of, of the beauty of his uh, goatee, um, which is, of course, uh, one of the more unique goatees in NBA history due to the fact that um, Dario has a, a cleft lip, yes. um, which is a you know a common birth defect. Mm. Um, uh, that uh, instead of you know sort of hiding or or, or being ashamed of in any way, uh, instead Dario, uh, if anything, highlights it and kind of so I think cel- celebrates its beauty and its yeah. uniqueness um, with the the hair that he allows to to grow and to blossom around um, that the, the scar on his upper lip. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, which really is, badass. I have to say, like it. I, yeah, it's a great. It's look. a very thick. It's like almost handlebarish at times when it's like long. If anyone in the um, listening audience has a cleft lip and they have like a cool facial hair thing that they do, send us a photo because, man, this oh, is, absolutely, this is a fucking great look. I, I, yeah. I love this look. Yeah, yeah, he looks very cool, especially with like the little you know patch of, of goatee that matches it. Um, uh, yeah, with his like floppy long, uh, you know, dark hair. Man, uh, he was lo- such love a Dario's on the Sixers. God, I know, man. I know. It sucks that he's, he's just kind of team. like floundering now. Uh, I mean, he's like having you know a, a decent amount of success on the Suns, but I feel like he's never reached the the, the heights that he that he was at with the Sixers. I feel like he um, just needs. He just he's one of these guys who just like needs an opportunity. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something about that Sixers franchise really like opened him up, and ever since he's just kind of been like. Yeah. lost in the woods a little bit yeah. it seems like but i really yeah i really hope he can uh pull it together because we love daria we love his game yep. love his goatee of um and then uh the, the one other guy i wanted to uh, give a shout out to is uh mike jaminski who mm. had just an incredible um very like uh 1980s like miami vice uh like sort of um yeah. deliberate five o'clock shadow uh <laughs> to pair with a huge huge mullet huge um mullet. Yeah, a fantastic light blonde, kind of sandy brown, yep. light blonde mullet. Um, Man, look at him in this just Nets look... jersey. Oh, wow. That's a yeah. sick beard. Great head yeah, of hair, so great beard. A great blonde beard, yep. great head of hair. Um, wow. But uh, but on the uh, another uh, Philadelphia 76er um, in, the, uh, in the late 80s, um, uh, this is another guy who had a very long kind of journeyman career, uh, but a lot of successful years with the with both the Nets and the Sixers, yep. and then um, moved to, to the Charlotte Hornets like late in his career. Um, but on the Sixers in the late '80s, he just had this like perfectly manicured, like uh, short, uh, like you know, closely shaved, uh, almost um, you know, like a little bit more than a five o'clock shadow, but not quite a beard. Very uh, Don Johnson, Miami, Miami Vice looking. Yeah. Uh, fantastic look. So uh, lo- love stuff. Mike Jaminski. Good yeah. stuff, man. All right. Um, if you don't have any more uh, honorable mentions, I think we should wrap it up here. We are. Uh, <laughs> we, we, I think an hour and 20 minutes yeah. on goatees and, and beards it's and mustaches is. Substantial. Yeah. yeah. I think we've done this thing uh, some, some justice here. All right, man. This was very fun. We will be back wow. next week. Another one in the books. With another pod. Uh, thanks very much, BC. Enjoy watching the NBA this week, and I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, Chris. We did it. All right. Take care, man. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed the facial hair draft. That was a lot of fun. My name's Chris Mundelkin, this is On The Line. You can tweet at us at OnTheLine underscore pod. Find us on Instagram. Check out previous episodes on our website, OnTheLinePodcast.com. If you get a chance, please rate, review, subscribe to the show in Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week. Enjoy watching NBA basketball, and I'll talk to you next week.